0: Say thank you to our sponsors Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Company, Hookline, and Heroes. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the starting lineup. I, of course, be your host, Biggin, and how about you? To my left, your right on the radio dial is producer Brian. Hey, guys. And across the way sits the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the silver Tongue one, 2020's gq man of the year so far the inventor of the redneck egg roll supposedly let's give it up Mm. on mic number one it's mojo
1: we're gonna start this decade out right let's do it i know there's someone out there listening that needs to hear this someone who's been struggling with this issue for a while Mm. bring it pineapple does not belong on pizza i said it (sighs) no disagree
0: lights already
1: shot fired <laughs> first of the year yeah, Come first, first co- confrontation of the year <laughs> well if that's the biggest one we have in 2020 considering this election year then i guess we're doing all right all right but welcome to the southern fried philosophy podcast uh, this is our first episode of the new decade 2020 please go to our facebook page at southern Fry philosophy you can also find us on our website at southern philosophy.com you do have our playable links there we have our show notes. You can find anything we discuss, topics, uh, sponsors, uh, people we interview. You can find their links on there. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at, um, just go there also. You can put in uh, Southern Fried Philosophy in the search bar. Uh, As soon as we come up there, just hit subscribe, give us a like, give us a review. Most importantly, share those favorite episodes. We appreciate uh, those who do. Um you can also find it on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio and also our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio.
0: We also want to say shouts out to our friends at States Vegas Radio. And for those of you that may have won the electronic lottery this uh, Christmas and you uh, you maybe got a new device, new mm. phone, whatnot, just make sure that um you go and subscribe to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. You may got, you know, may have You may have overlooked it or whatnot, but please make sure that you do that with your new devices, cell phones, laptops, and also uh, if you're giving gifts, we should have said this before, before you give them that, subscribe all your friends to the show as well and then give them the gift. Yeah. That would have been nice to do.
2: And then you just say, Alexa, play the Southern Fraud Philosophy Podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, hey, Siri, play the Southern Fraud Philosophy Podcast.
0: Or, hey, Google. Play the Southern Fried Philosophy podcast. See there? It's working. And that's how it all works.
1: Now, people have unsubscribed to the show. You're all um, welcome. We just got like 100 more downloads right there. (laughs) (laughs) Boom.
0: Hey, uh, also, we want to say thank you to our listeners from La Croix, Lafayette, Las Vegas, Lexington, Los Angeles, and Louisville.
1: Louisville. Louisville. Is that Louisville? No. No, nope. it's not Louisville. You can
0: Louisville would be an acceptable answer, but you have to say it with marbles in your mouth and you say Louisville.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard, right. I had I was already corrected by a gentleman that was from Louisville. Oh, uh, coming down to pick a motorcycle, obviously. Yeah,
2: That's like a cher- Turville, North Carolina. Yeah, Turville.
1: Yeah. Wow, Cherryville. Cherryville. Tur- really? Yeah, yeah. I, I got corrected on that too because yeah. I have a lender this there. So yeah. How
0: about you? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, got to throw those marbles.
0: There you go. Uh, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Mojo, how you be doing?
1: Well, um, it's it's good to be back in the saddle. I feel like we how haven't been it? here in quite a while. <laughs> right. But it feels like we've been out. So yeah, it's good to be back. Hang, hang with you guys tonight. Um, get away from the house because obviously the kids have been out of school for two weeks. And hey, uh, it just never seems to end. They, mm. they just, uh, you can only clean up so many times a day. <laughs> I clean up in the morning before I go to work, and then I clean up when I come home because I'm the only I'm the only one who knows how to operate a dishwasher <laughs> and vacuum cleaner. So I guess they're all scared of that. Those are complicated. machinery there. Those are. I'm also the only one who knows to operate a an oven or a stove. Evidently, too, because I'm the one who cooks all the meals and cleans. But that you know that is what it is. So
0: all right, Mister Mom. Good job for you. Oh man, it's wearing. Me I out. bet. Yeah, having the kids <clears throat> not at school. Yeah. Not a fun time.
1: Now, I love my kids. Don't get sure. me wrong. I love yeah. my kids. But when they have too much time on their hands, mm-hmm. they they think that you're supposed to occupy that space sure. also.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which I, sometimes I can, mm-hmm. but I, I don't have time to occupy that space full time. You yeah. know, like I've got things to do too. Mm-hmm. If you want to come with me to the shop, come on. Yeah. But you can't occupy my space there too, you know. Right. So, but I don't know. It's good times. I love my kids. just this long time. Two weeks, everybody. Everybody's ready for them to go back. And I think right. they are too. At a certain point, yeah, know. yeah. My wife saw uh, something on like
2: the NCT, not the teachers' union, but the teachers' organization. That this is the perfect time if you want to push for like teacher raises. You'll have more support from parents mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. this time because they're all like, "Oh yeah, these people earn their money." <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
0: we need them to come back to work sooner.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Producer Brian, how you been doing?
2: Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, Outside of, I think we're all recovering from the man man flu, maybe. Is that it? Can you tell? Uh, Yeah. So um, this episode's probably going to have some more noise in it than normal. Because, yeah.
0: We're not going to edit out coughs. There's
2: be sniffles, sniffles. throat clearing, and I'm not going to spend 24 hours cleaning that up. Sure. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. uh, I was, you know, just out of town in Pennsylvania for about a week and Mm. sick the whole time. So that's, you know. Pleasure. Cold gray skies. It was blue on the way up there, and then as soon as you mm, in Pennsylvania, as soon yeah. as I hit it, like I was in Pennsylvania. It was nice the first day, and I was, you know, it was daylight for an hour when I got there, and then it was gray skies, gray skies, mm-hmm. gray skies. Yeah, it times
0: You guys will remember the last episode. Uh, I was losing my voice a little bit. I completely lost it for three days. I've had it back for. This is my first day that I've actually had it. Uh, so it's been good. Gracious. Sick, nasty. I finally <clears throat> did a really nice thing. Uh, I looked at my insurance company, and they have a on-call doctor where you can just call up your doctor instead of having to go in because it was going to be an hour and a half wait time at the Target Minute Clinic. Yeah, mm. that's not a minute, hey guys. Um, so I just did that, sent in a prescription, been taking that. <laughs> yeah, how did that I work out?
1: Tell me how that. Tell me. Your experience with that, because I know our company has it also. Yeah, Doctor Patel used...
0: did a fantastic job. It took two hours, though. They said it'll uh, be 15 minutes. and They'll call you back two hours later. They decide, hey, we'll give you a call. But um,
1: you didn't have to go anywhere, so it's convenient. I didn't have yeah. to. Do,
0: I could, you know, didn't have to stand in line or wait or anything else like that. Not around sick people.
1: Did they? Can you get like a physical online?
2: Is that possible? He,
0: he told me to turn my head and cough. Okay,
2: that was a little It's Like you know, there. drop right. your pants in this. Yeah, camera there? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, no, it, it was just a complete phone call. Uh, you just asked me some questions, how long has it been going on, blah, 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 and then uh, send send a prescription in. So nice. worked yeah. out pretty well. They ask you a bunch of uh, pre-questions before yeah. the doctor, and then, like, once you get the doctor, he asks you some more questions and kind of diagnoses it then at that point.
1: Huh. But interesting, it's
0: getting better.
2: At some point, that's going to be taken over by some AI, probably. Mm-hmm. just fill out all these questions, and the, and the, I the, know, the, the computer's going to go, yeah. you're just sick. Suck it up. You know.
0: <laughs> it better not be, because I do that on uh, web, uh, Dr. MD or web, oh, web MD. MD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's either I've got like a uh, hangnail or I've got cancer. Like, I don't know which one it is. Good gracious, because it's so wide. Are you feeling lethargic? Mm, yeah. Could be Ebola. You're going to die. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I did see this is what burns my biscuits. I did see an article today that Duke Energy is saving one point five billion dollars. That's a billion in North Carolina for a coal ash settlement. Originally, they were supposed to clean out nine ponds that had this coal ash in it. But then the, um, the settlement, they said they only had to do seven Saving them one point five billion dollars uh, it 's going to cost them a total about ten point five billion if they did all uh, nine. Um, this is supposed to take fifteen to twenty years and cost uh, sorry nine billion dollars now the thing that frustrates me one if you 're in Mecklenburg, you have no other option uh, than than uh, Duke power Duke power owns. The monopoly, uh, in in and around Charlotte area, most
2: of North Carolina, right? Is there? Yeah, it I, used to be another one out on the coast. I feel like I think they bought that, didn't they?
1: Or is there I'm two? pretty, I'm pretty sure they've acquired every small thing. You know, once upon a time we did have things called co-ops, and we still do in rural areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have power co-ops that don't charge for profit, but you know, the way their system is too is that. You could have a a huge spike in utility costs, and they pass all that along to to the end user, the customer, too. So sometimes it's not beneficial. But, Mm. yeah, Duke pretty much has a monopoly on everything.
0: If you're not familiar with what coal ash is, it's the ash that's left over from them burning that coal. Uh, It's stored in either power plants, either dry landfills or ponds. It contains arsenic, boron, lead, and other toxins. So it's said to pollute the groundwater. Um, and this is what frustrates me is it's not the customer's fault that they produce this coal ash, but they said that they will recover all of their cleanup costs from their customers. So raising their rates to clean up this coal ash, which was their fault to begin with.
2: Well, we making, paid for the power. I mean, we
1: wanted the power, so it's technically our fault, right? But making – we used it. Handle we're Well, I mean, we're we're a consumer of it, right? right. I mean, we we have the option to – I mean – we can't make this podcast without without the use of electricity. Right. But um, we
0: choose to make the podcast.
1: We choose to make the podcast. We make the cognizant decision to turn on a switch every time. We want power. But, I mean, I, I guess, tell me your biggest problem with this, and then I'll tell you my biggest problem with this, too.
0: Well, I think that the thing that frustrates me is they, they're making money hand over fist, and it's – they just said flippantly – oh, we'll just increase our rates and make our customers pay for it. Why don't they take some responsibility and say, okay, well, you know what, kind of our, our fault-ish of creating the coal ash, why don't we pay for some of it out of our own profits um, instead of always just forcing. And, I mean, that's with everything, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like it always goes down to the end, re- end user, which is us, uh, having to pay for these companies that make billions and billions of dollars. That's what frustrates me.
1: You know, I, I think um... – my my frustration lies in there there's really no quick and easy free market answer to this because of the investment these companies have made into m- making power grids and things like that uh, so there's really no answer for us um to sol- have a solution for this there's a, there's going to be a monopoly just like there's a monopoly in telecom and Monopoly in internet, monopoly in the water system, monopoly in any basically anything utility. There's going to mm-hmm. be monopoly in monopoly, and it drives me nuts because there's really no clear cut, quick, you know, Rothbardian libertarian free market way to sever the relationship and then start over. <clears throat> It'd probably been easier. Maybe solar might be an answer eventually, where we can all have our own independent solar grids. But until then, you know, mm-hmm. while we have to have power, my my problem is that. If I make it – if anyone in their company, small company, makes a decision, they can't – they cannot pass – they don't have such a customer base where they can pass that, that that loss to their customer base where the customers are paying for it. You know, they, they, Duke still going to make their top line. Mm-hmm. Duke's still going to make, the, you know, their, their uh, bottom line percentage for their, their share in their shareholders.
2: Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is they've got a like a responsibility to their shareholders <laughs> – to generate a profit because they're a right. publicly traded company. So right. that that adds a, another element, you know. Which, you know, being a basically a, a subsidize. I mean, we have to use them. The fact that they're publicly traded, and you have to use. I, I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't be a public company if if we were told who we have to use.
1: Essentially, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably, probably you're probably right on, on some ways of that. Now, I mean, public <clears throat> publicly traded. I understand that it's just. You know, people or tr- companies are trying to scale up and will go out there and sell part of their stock or stocks into their company to raise capital to do what they want to do. So I, I understand that part. I, I just do not like how it, they've known about this coal ash for years. It's not like it's just a recent discovery. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, Teflon pans cause cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's something that they've known about for quite a while, but they continue to use the same program. Um I I know where the CEO of Duke lives in Lake Norman in this area. It, it, you know, they live in a nice house. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be able to maintain my, my cost of living. If I made poor decisions as the director of my company, I would have to eat that. I can't pass that along. You know, I can't get subsidies from, from the state or subsidies yeah. from the federal government to do what I need to do. I'd have to eat that. And I would not be able to have a nice house on Lake Norman, which mm-hmm. is a posh area here in this area. So, um, these companies have to take some type of loss mm-hmm. you think yeah. that's the, that their moral I mean their moral thing to the environment is to clean this up that is their moral obligation their moral obligation to taxpayers and to users and to consumers is to eat some of this up too in their profits they, I mean it just frustrates me that, yeah the, right. the the common person that's going to see a rate increase are the ones who that extra Twenty bucks a month, or thirteen, or fifty, or hundred—whatever they determine it to be—those mm-hmm. are the guys that's going to be affected. Yeah, in the long run.
0: Well, and the government—you—they're worried about taking on companies like Facebook and Amazon because they have a monopoly on it. But again, you go back to, well, what about Duke? Um, you know, as that or. Uh, you know, apartment complexes that force you to get cable companies and things oh, yeah. like that. Oh,
2: yeah. You have to go through Spectrum or whoever. Right. Because that's where the pipes run. You can't get a dish on your apartment.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, why don't we... Why does is, why is the government not look in breaking up those monopolies and they're focusing on Facebook and things like that?
1: I, I don't know if it's just because... Uh, I, I'd be kind of a great question to ask someone, you know, that's part of the government to find out why, because I... I I'm, I'm for, <laughs> I'm weird because I, because I, I don't want monopolies to the tune of like we had back in the twenties where the reason why we have antitrust laws where, you know, standard oil and, and these guys basically just bullied themselves into the market and took over everything. Cause I, that's part of the, that's kind of a end game of capitalism where you will have these mega, you know, huge players come out of the industry that will own everything but also don't want these guys to uh wear such big shoes where they bully themselves, you know, mm-hmm. into everything. I I just I think uh, you know, especially in the utility, and I think I think it's starting to break down now where um the cord cutters you know, the cord cutter movement now, mm-hmm. Netflix streaming, yeah. things like that. I think that's breaking the monopoly of spectrum, you yeah. know, or Dish or Direct TV. Or,
0: but at the end of the day, you still have to have internet service to get those yeah, things. Yeah, but
1: I think, I think there will be a free market solution to that pretty soon. I think guys like Elon Musk and things like that they are mm-hmm. trying to put Wi-Fi in the air, you know, I think those guys will probably be the next mm-hmm. stage to break some monopolies on that. Now, utilities... I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to be something where I mean, we're obviously going to need water. We can't just create, right? Well, I shouldn't say we can't create water out of thin air, but because actually, with <laughs> the de- yet, you yeah, have to have a, de- a dehumidifier. You can yeah. create. enough. Sure, of the south is
2: lots of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd, we'd, we'd be flooded.
1: <laughs> but um, there, I think there'll probably be some free market solutions come up. Hopefully, I mean, I would like yeah. to see that.
0: Um, New Year's. You wanted to talk about New Year's.
2: Yeah. So if you get so this year for one of the first time and probably. A very long time. I like flip through all the channels on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve because yeah. you know we we do the Netflix thing where you there's a timer, you know, like a countdown. Oh, like, it's like sixty seconds, so the kids can celebrate at nine thirty. Oh,
0: <laughs> did then not know you go that. To bed, you know, and we're all
2: six, we're well, tired I know about it. But I went I went upstairs to kind of like I wanted to flip through and see some of the stuff they're talking yeah. about. You know, it's this is decade changing. You know, yeah. twenty twenty, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, just watching like the the acts that are on there, like the, the music. I've never mm. seen so much country music on, which that kind of surprised me. It's mm. not a, I'm not a country guy, but it's so popular now. Mm. Like every channel had country stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Used to be, you know, you'd watch Ryan Seacrest or Dave Clark, it was pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. And now it's got kind of a little more diverse, which is interesting. And then they had like Paula Abdul. Yes,
0: I saw what? Paula Abdul. And I'm
2: texting my wife because she was upstairs putting the kids down. And I was like – what decade was she relevant in? Because I don't think it was the last one that we just dealt with, right? I think well, it was like the eighties and early nineties. Well, American yeah. Idol was you popular for singing a song from the eighties,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I missed like Scratch Cat though. I wish he was there. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and there was one thing I feel like the year was really missing, like the the celebration was really really missing. Mm. And I have a I, I I pulled a little clip out. Okay, of what should have happened when the ball dropped. Okay, all right. If it plays.
0: I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. Why couldn't we get her? Yeah.
2: Like, come on. Come on. Right? That wouldn't have been difficult. I mean, she's, I mean, she can still walk around, probably. I think she's like 80, <laughs> 85 or <laughs> something, <laughs> right? She can <laughs> still yell at Wookiee. Mean, it's like the perfect time to bring, that, yeah. bring her right. back for that, right? right? No one could, like, write the check, you think? You what think? Uh,
0: oh. I did see, an, on a weird station on Fox News, because I have Hulu, and you don't really... You just go through the list, and you don't really see what channel it is. But Fox News had Steve Harvey and Maria Munez. Mm. Isn't that a weird combination? I don't
1: know who Maria Munez is. Mm, look her up. Is hey, that, buddy. Uh, oh, I know who that is.
0: Mm, I've got the I've biggest thing for her.
2: Um, <laughs> she was on, like, VH1 a long time ago or something, right? Or, maybe. like, uh, one of those entertainment
0: – Yeah, like a like
2: the news. She's been, like, Entertainment, entertainment Weekly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's Yeah, she didn't get her job yeah, for I'll take her
0: that.
2: newscasting. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. The other thing that kind of got me about, you know, you're watching, maybe it was like 1030 when I turned it on. It hit 11, and everybody has to go to local.
0: Right. What was that I about?
2: Don't, oh, it's New Year's Eve. I don't care who got shot down the street.
0: Right. And that's Mills. <laughs> just,
2: well, yeah, that was the day before gracious. that thing. But yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It was just... Well, I I, I not missed. Anything. I was
1: I was in bed at ten thirty. I felt like absolute dog, so I had to. You didn't miss anything. Is yeah, what I'm I, saying. I, I i told, like I told my wife, I said I've been through forty two of these. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to miss <laughs> miss one. This so. was
0: the first one where we did miss because it's it's also one one is also our, our anniversary. Oh, so okay. we'll say happy new year, happy anniversary, you know, and, and do that, and then go to bed. Uh, I was like, I'm I'm out at 10:30, like you. Yeah. I was like I yeah.
2: can't, I can't stay. Up. Especially you know when you have a little 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 at yeah. home, that yeah. makes a big difference. You're already sleep deprived and yeah. intentionally staying up to midnight. Mm-mm. The difference it's if she woke good. up at 11:55, and you're like, oh, let me turn the TV on. Yeah, <laughs> <be> sure. A... <laughs> now that she stayed
0: up later than I did
2: that <laughs> night. So how about that?
0: All right, let's go to some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. If you need a delicious catering option at a reasonable price, check out our friends 1812 Barbecue. Uh, man, they have got some fantastic ribs, brisket, and those fantastic sides. So you want to check those out. All right, so um, this is this is a weird story, and I'm really interested to get Mojo's take on it. Um, here is the the article: Ohio morticians received tattooed skin of deceased to preserve as artwork memorial. Uh, a pair of morticians in Ohio run a business that removes tattooed skin from dead loved ones and transform it into a loving tribute. Michael Sherwood and his son, Kyle, started, quote, save my ink forever in 2016. One of my dad's friends told him he would like his tattoo preserved, and he did. Um, They don't tell people how they actually do it, but um, for $1,000, you can have the healthy skin removed and put on a display of some type of artwork of your choice. Has to be within forty-eight to seventy-two hours after receiving the body. Takes about four
1: months. Do you want my take? Yeah. Oof. Um, uh,
0: anybody's take is that is that weird?
1: Well, I I think in our Western society culture, that's weird. You know, like we look upon that because we bury our dead, and you know, we kind of we we stop the uh, <clears throat> we stop the.
0: Uh, Here's a picture of a.
1: Interesting, yeah. We, I mean, in our modern Western culture, we bury our dead, mm-hmm. and we just, uh, you know, until how many years ago where we actually started cremating, and then that was kind mm-hmm. of a controversy because, especially in the Bible Belt, you know. Oh yeah, you got you to have the whole body to, you know, when the Lord mm-hmm. blows the trumpet type thing. So, um, I, I, I mean, I find it weird. I don't think I'd want my body displayed. I like that. I have tattoos. I mean, but I don't. I don't think I want it to be around forever. Yeah. Uh, it's a little different having yourself <laughs> sitting up on a fireplace mantle versus you know, right? More you know, like have your skin on a canvas or something mm-hmm. or on a picture frame. Well, you think about like the uh, well, I just thought about this. You know, when you're like 18
2: and your parents were like, "Are you sure you want to get one?" Because mm-hmm. it's going to look different when you're mm-hmm. like 85. You right. want to have this tattoo for 60 years. Yeah. Now it's going to be um, like forever. So right. you know that pokemon you have on your shoulder hey buddy you want that over the fireplace at you
1: know the grandkids mm. house or something oh yeah that'd it's be lovely. spooky yeah i mean the like you said in our culture in our western culture mm. it's probably taboo i mean hell in some asian countries every year they dig up their dead mm-hmm. and redress them and clean them up and yep. then you know have a day of a festival day and then they rebury them so yep. i mean yeah.
0: yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a Netflix special on that one, buddy. Yeah. Oh,
1: jeez. They, they, so, I mean, what we consider taboo or weird is probably normal in some other cultures mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, our culture is just not because we, we have a different type of respect. That I mean, not saying that's disrespect in, in those right. other countries. We just have a different type of respect for our, our dad and how we treat them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I have no problem with it. I mean, hell, you know, if my kids want to make a lampshade out of me, that's cool. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but... <laughs> Um, you know, uh, probably uh, probably more of a wallet because they they can't keep their hands on my well, wallet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah you get
2: the you skin get off, and then you cremate. You can make the v- bottom vase like the bar- bottom of the lamp. Mm-hmm. Then you put the like the bulb on the top and have the tattoo thing yeah. on the top. Mm, yeah, it's a major award. Go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can pass that down for generations. Uh, <laughs> the phrase? Your great great uncle.
0: How... <laughs> The phrase, hello, Clarice, keeps coming back to mind. You know, like that whole... Well, whole...
1: Buffalo Bill, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that and, you know, you've, Ed Gein was one, one of the... Uh, was basically who Hannibal Lecter was based off of. Ed Gein, or Buffalo Bill, one of the two. Uh, he was one of the notorious serial killers in the country. Mm. He actually was the one that made lampshades out of human skin. And, of course, Nazis did it, too, in World War II. But uh, that just kind of creepy it is like i said cre- in our western culture it is creepy right. but if you go a thousand miles somewhere else it's probably normal sure. you know what i mean so i don't i don't mm.
0: know. i think i'd just rather stick with my bible belt southern <laughs> <laughs> the 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun during that time eric a united states marine has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812 barbecue, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812 barbecue. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812 barbecue, or call 704-604-5148. Or email eric at eric.line at 1812 com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Uh, this is an odd one. I, I don't think most men would quite understand. But a man was arrested while trying to avoid uh, what we like to call on the show hello time with his girlfriend.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Not many men would try to avoid it. Um, a man was arrested after trying to avoid having hello time with his girlfriend. But that's not what got him into trouble. Christian Collins, uh, spelled oh, yeah, <laughs> uh of Warren, Ohio, locked himself inside of his girlfriend's Kia Optima and refused to get out. Uh, when police <laughs> arrived, they found Collins inside the car with the window cracked. Collins told officials he stayed in the car because his girlfriend always wants to have hello time, and it was too hot in their apartment. This is the next slide that I love the most his girlfriend confirmed Collins' account of the story. (laughs) Uh, The officer was eventually able to get the car door open, pull Collins out of the car as he refused to move. He was charged with obstructing official business, resisting arrest and trespass. He was also charged with a count of domestic violence because he allegedly threatened to hit his girlfriend during the incident.
2: Okay, so what, do you know what the timing of this was? Like when it's...
0: Uh, this looks like it was
2: like, uh, you mean like like when this article? When did this happen? It looks question. like
0: actually when I look back, it said July nineteenth. Okay, so and and that's what, what I was did.
2: Okay, so here is my question. So it's <laughs> yeah. too hot in the apartment, right? But not in the car. But not was, in the, was car. the car running? Maybe. Was the AC on? Because you know, if you leave an animal in the car for mm. too long, the like she should have got arrested. Oh, that's true. Because he was in the car, locked in the car. You know, right? But I, that's that's all I got.
0: But. <laughs> Why don't you just break up with your girlfriend for one? And then two, what guy is gonna admit he doesn't want hello time?
1: He probably he probably was eating too many Impossible Whoppers from Burger King because oh. they have that four thousand uh, I mean, percent increase of soy oh. and estrogen. So yeah, could Man. be. It. We see his picture. We don't yeah. see her picture. By the way, do you I mean? Think, you know, I mean, I don't want you know what I mean. I it's, got you. <laughs> I got you. You could not want to gnaw if your arm is what you're implying. I is. got you, know. you.
0: Okay, I didn't think about that. Um, I'm, listen, if they published her name, I bet she'd be getting a lot of calls. I mean, she might be paying
2: that. rent or something, you know. And. He's just kind of mooching, but uh, no, he's not paying as part of the bill. <laughs>
0: so his payment is to have hello time.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, I'm just making accusations. I think that
0: was like what, his, his girlfriend, was, was probably
1: 73. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: man! <laughs> oh goodness! I just ran across that story and thought it was funny.
1: I want you to, I want you to, uh, I want you to have my skin tanned when I pass away.
0: We <laughs> got this tattoo.
1: Yeah. Okay, Grandma. I mean, mm. baby. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All
0: right. Let's go to some uh, hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. Again, if you want a fantastic cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Um, let's talk about our holiday recap. Um, do you guys want to share your stories? Who wants to go first?
1: We put the fun in dysfunctional. So, uh, <laughs> now nah, we actually had a pretty cool uh, Christmas. I'm you know bad thing my wife works retail, so mm-hmm. she is always working up until Christmas Eve so we we actually slided ourselves a few on on a few of the family Christmas things like we you know we didn't get to, get to see Christmas lights this year and some mm-hmm. other nonsense stuff that we like to do with kids <clears throat> so we kind of slide ourselves but um we we cooked uh we actually had our in-laws came down um mm. it, it was a decent time I mean no <laughs> No uh, no lives are lost. That's and, good. Uh, yeah.
0: That's a win. That's a win, my friend. It
1: was a holiday miracle. Um, <laughs> we cooked dinner. You know, we had a prime rib and some uh, mm. uh, Yorkshire puddings. It was mm. pretty pretty nice. Fancy. Yeah, we did. We, we did a little fancy gig up at uh, our neighbors, the Bartley's over, Gwen and mm. Amazing Grace. Oh, uh, Grace. <laughs> amazing Grace. <laughs> I have a speech appointment in 2020. <laughs> it's like Baba Wawa. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, we had a good time. Kids, uh, you know, kids always get so much crap. And even though I tell my wife put limits on stuff, she still mm-hmm. has a man, man just to uh, just buy. I don't know if she, like, goes to try to buy the bulk buys of small toys just so it kind of pisses me off to where when I mm-hmm. do the vacuuming that or, you know, you walk what around. and step the, on, yeah. Where, right. You walk <laughs> around in the middle of the night, you know, where you, you know, uh, without shoes on. But I, that's the reason why I tell her I am to start wearing still-toed boots in our house just because of our oh, kids' yeah. toys everywhere. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my my goal for 20, 2020 Christmas is to purge two weeks before the children's toys and just that way. You know, you get fresh stock coming in. That oh, way, yeah. That, that way you don't have old stock on top of new stock. Right. So, mm, nothing. Rotate. That, yeah, nothing exciting. But you guys sound like you had a few more exciting things happen.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I, I uh. Christmas, we we spend Christmas at home, and, like, Christmas Day, there's nothing to do. Like, I have nowhere to go, which is amazing. Because when I was a kid, you know, we had, like, ten grandmas or something to go see. You know, like, every ten minutes, you got to leave and eat another meal and Mm -hmm. open another present. You know, Christmas was just, like, you never got time as a kid to sit down and, you know, play with what, you know, you got all this new stuff. Hey, all right, let's go. Yeah. But, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> as an adult, somehow I've managed to get in the situation where Christmas is just like, we're home and nothing's happening in my own house with How my family. My parents do come over in the morning, have breakfast with us just to see the, yeah. the hall, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, then, it's, you know, we're good, just you know, we hang out, you know, I, I think, uh, oh yeah, we started doing uh, like fondue. On Christmas a couple of years ago. Nice. There's a fondue pot we got when we got married, and we love doing it, but it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. You know? You know, it's a lot of dishes because you have to wash uh-huh. the pot three times. And that's that's nice. why you get multiple fondue pots. Oh, well, yeah. Then you, where do you put those? Yeah. Well, you put them
1: in the Christmas tree box. You hide them in there. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Genius. That's an idea. I wouldn't mind having a second. Every, every time we're like, who do we know that has one of these? So we have oh, two, yeah. you know. So you're like.
1: The answer is my friend Amazon does. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. guarantee there's probably some Cyber Monday special on fondue pots yeah, sure. maybe. year.
2: Or you can eat a double boil it, whatever. But yeah. we do it on the table, you know. Yeah. Kids mm. be, don't yeah. quite understand it. Yet. Like, why are we, why does it take so long to cook my chicken? <laughs> 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 there's a lot of cheesy goodness here. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day we always head to Pennsylvania, which is where my uh, folks, my uh, step, family is, no step, in-laws, that's the word, yeah, it's <laughs> people that I uh, married into, yeah, um, I got you. they live in Pennsylvania, so it's a fun trip. Or as we call it, Pennsylvania. Pencil, this is definitely Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh These, I mean, you say like rednecks in the South, mm. there's rednecks up there too. Oh, yeah, see, I know <laughs> how we
1: joke about how, uh, Mason, above the Mason-Dixon line and things like that, but seriously, Pennsylvania though, that's my people up there. They yeah. have their
2: own dialect. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, we need to get someone on that's a true Yenzer, as you might say. Yeah, to, uh-huh. to get, take us that vocabulary, you know. And and they
1: make their own different style of biscuits too. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I, they have a different style of biscuit up there at really? certain parts of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a fluffier biscuit, mm-hmm. but, but it's kind of delicious. I though. haven't have I had a biscuit up there.
2: Well, speaking of biscuits, <laughs> I didn't know this year, but between here and. uh Pennsylvania, the western Pennsylvania near Pennsylvania or near uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a pl- place called Biscuit World. Yes, Are you familiar with Biscuit World? Yes, sir. West Virginia. Yes. How, is that like Tiger World, where it's a bunch of tigers? Uh, it's a bunch of biscuits. Yeah, and and some uh, In cages. There's, there's no like crossbreeds uh, though. Uh, yeah. So you've had Biscuit World biscuits.
0: Yeah, yeah we we were uh, going from New York to uh, Kentucky. We got stranded. The interstate shut down, and we had to go like back weird back roads. It was the scariest was moment of my life. Was
2: it 19? Highway 19? The West, I, don't, you know, okay. I don't know. I we, did that way on purpose.
0: So. Um, we. <laughs> it was a snowstorm. They shut down the interstate. We had to go these back roads. Terrified that we fin- finally got to a town where we could stay the night. Wake up. Open the curtains. There's a biscuit world right across yeah, the street. Buddy. I'm like, the Lord has spoken. I'm going to biscuit world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. I know. It's Holy good. Gal, it's good. Like the biscuits are, <laughs> I'd say they're the size of a... Think about like a forty-four ounce cup, like the plastic lid. Yes, sir. For that, that's the size of the biscuit. At this place. Oh, Tudor, Tudor's, Tudors, World. Tudors,
1: Biscuit World. yes. T U D O R S. I see. I see them all the time when I'm passing through West Virginia. Yeah, when you want to mess up your keto,
2: go yeah, there. Yeah. Hit that absolutely.
1: Man. The problem is I can't. I can never get in their parking lot because of my trailer. On yeah, a truck. Oh, that's true. So can't, uh, you can't get in their parking lot in the minivan either because it's packed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, they, but they have a lot of up in West Virginia. They have a Tudor's Biscuit World connected to something else, like a yeah. dual concept. A lot of times they're yeah. I, I don't know what the other one. is. The one, the is, one I you know, always I end up at it's a standalone. Okay, it's just by itself. But it's pretty it's good. a
2: drive through. Great. I always get the biscuit. My wife always gets a chicken sandwich. Hmm. What? What? At Biscuit World. At Biscuit World, she always gets the chicken because she's she's weird about. First of all, she's worried about chicken biscuits for breakfast. What? Okay, she's from Pennsylvania, so it, oh, okay. whatever. Okay. Well, they do say yens. They say so, all kinds of sorts. Yeah. I love
0: a chicken biscuit.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Chicken for breakfast. You know, just, I like a Chick Fil A biscuit, but with the Bojangles biscuit subbed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all well, that. Anyway, that. yeah, we can talk about that all day. Um. So yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, the way up, world. yeah, Biscuit
2: World, highly recommend it. Uh, they're only open to like two though, so you can't go for dinner. Mm-hmm. So one of those like five a.m. to two p.m. kind of places.
0: Now it's it's similar, hours wise to Biscuitville.
1: Absolutely, yep. Way better,
0: but way, way better.
1: better yep. Biscuit World's better than Biscuitville yeah. all yeah. day long, hmm. all day every day. Yeah, really. the biscuits are just huge. Well, but they're good. They're good. I guess they, I judge. I guess I judge them on the condition of the outside of the store. Because a lot of them uh, are just
2: older. Well, yeah. Think of it like a barbecue joint. Oh. Mm-hmm. They don't look great, but the food's always legit on the inside. It's
0: like the one I went to was like a run-down Shoney's. <laughs> and Shoney's is already run-down.
2: <laughs>
1: it was run-down in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I don't know how to describe the interior. Well, they're, they're, I think they've been there forever.
1: Th- yeah. Well, I mean, the one I, the one I drove past uh, probably... Was built at the same time the Long John Silver's was across the street, mm-hmm. which was probably late sixties, yeah. early seventies. Yeah, it 70s. looks like
2: a seventies. Absolutely, yeah. the furniture, the booths look old, mm-hmm. like old, like a just it's tired like
0: pressed wood. The one I went to, it's
2: like yeah, the, yeah you know, it's that pressed laminate kind of wood. Mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pressed or depressed. Both. I didn't discover these to like ten years ago. So hmm. yeah. Well, next time I go off that way, I have to hit it's, the it's Tudors Biscuit World. Tudors Biscuit World. Got my endorsement. Um so yeah, we do that every year. Um then you know, I mean Pennsylvania's gray and gloomy and mm-hmm. cold. It didn't snow, so which was nice. Um sounds fantastic. I will say though, uh on the same food note, there's a place in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, in Greensburg, Pennsylvania called Dino's. It's a sports mm-hmm. bar. Best wings I've had. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna say that definitively. Wow. They're huge, they're great, great sauces. Hmm. It's only like two or three locations up there. Wow. But I've had wings all over the place. Yeah. And those are what, my may, what
1: makes them so good.
2: They're just I don't. It's the I think the sauces are mm-hmm. slightly unique. They're great flavors. The wings are like these are not organic chickens. <laughs> GMO. Big, bed, yeah. These are big chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to eat twenty at a time, but as I've gotten bigger and older, I can eat. I have to eat less. Is that weird? I don't understand.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but like ten in the side of something. Perfect, but I got this. Uh, the one I got recently was called a Slicker. It was uh, hot like buffalo. Uh, they had a sweet, I forgot what the sweet thing is, and barbecue sauce. I'll it. was hot garlic and barbecue mm-hmm. mixed together. Sounds a little off. hmm. fantastic. So good. Huh. Yeah. Do you do all flats
1: or all drums
2: or mix? Uh, I don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Hmm. You have to pay yeah. extra to get it mixed. So I just take them how they come.
0: Hmm. What do you like better?
2: I like I like the drums. Mm. I was gonna pick epic flats, but yeah, a lot I can I like, can clean those a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: just like the drums. I don't know. It's like I just think of the mini chickens. <laughs> <laughs> All those little chickens walking around. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. You talk about biscuits. Uh. Our friend uh, Sketch from Texas sent this uh, picture. The biscuit bar in Houston. Uh. I'm gonna send the picture around, but it it reminds me a lot biscuit. of. Maple Street Biscuit here. Um, So you can get chicken. uh, It has all different kinds of uh, things that you can put on your biscuit. But keep swiping. Oh, Here's the thing that'll get you. Square biscuit. Uh, They've got chocolate gravy Mm. at the restaurant, and he said that it is delicious.
2: Uh, El Jefe.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, buddy. Slow-roasted pulled pork sliced smoked ham pickles, Monterey. Jack cheese and Dijon aioli. This place is way too fancy and way too clean. <laughs> but I, I've never seen. uh Ooh. Ooh. come on, what you got? Okay, well, fig preserves, arugula,
1: bacon, and brie. That actually sounds kind of good. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brie and arugula are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a salad. Okay, all right.
2: Uh, oh, hello. What is that?
0: That's the chocolate gravy. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. I'm going to need this picture to put on the <laughs> podcast. So, you know, those of you who get to see images when I put them in, yep. you're going to want to see this.
0: Use uh, uh, pod- podcast? What is it? Uh,
2: well, the the iTunes app, I think, the Apple app automatically mm-hmm. does it. Uh, I use Overcast. There's another Android. You, you have to pay like a buck for it or something, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. App. But, if, you know, every Pocket now and then cast. I will sneak in little pictures, especially uh, – like the advert you know, the all the logos for our advertisers show up, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh I've got some special graphics for chicken sandwiches and <laughs> AOC and things like that. Doesn't
0: but that look good though? It
2: does. I I've mean, never I've never had the chocolate gravy. I've only heard rumors of it, you know.
0: Yeah, but for a restaurant to actually have it on the menu. Yeah. That's that's surprising. And it's in Houston, which also Houston. makes it more, it's, it's more a, shocking.
1: It's amazing how these restaurants are now coming up where the breakfast and lunch it's mm-hmm. all it's it, no dinner. I mean it's, in my old school restaurant days, that kind of breaks the whole restaurant paradigm because everyone focuses on dinner when they open a restaurant. Well, yeah, that's your big money time, right? Evidently not.
2: Who, who has to, who gets to go to breakfast,
1: like, during the week, I'm like, during a regular never, schedule in America? I mean, I, I skip breakfast because I'm always running yeah, behind. Drive through mm-hmm.
2: the best, but like on oh no, t- a yeah. Tuesday morning, who's going to that place to get right. a chocolate gravy biscuit? But I mean,
1: like you know, uh, our, our, here in Concord, we have Concord Mills area. You know, the mm-hmm. mall area. Everything's being built up. I mean, there's two or three now breakfast and slash lunch yeah. only high end restaurants. Yeah, I mean, and these are restaurants that probably pay eight to ten thousand dollars a month in lease, and yeah. they only open for. Like I said, for, uh, I guess count Maple Street biscuits, three of them now. So you got First Watch, Maple Street, and then also uh, Toastery. toastery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and these are big spots that cost a lot of money. And that's a lot of coffee and biscuits. So yeah, $12 biscuit. they will do that for you, though. I know, but still, though, I mean, that's a lot of $12 biscuits. <laughs> that's a lot of markup on a biscuit, yeah. though. That's a, lot, that's a lot of food you got to turn. I yeah. mean, like, well, just yeah, when's a nut. weekday?
2: Like, it's not race
1: season right now, it's Christmas, I guess, some people might be coming mm-hmm. through that area. But you got to think NASCAR people ain't going to go spend $12 on a biscuit. They, they gonna... will
0: if it looks like that though. Like if I you
1: see know. a chicken yeah. biscuit like
0: that, you're like, hmm. You, you
2: got a lot of choices right there in that strip. You,
1: you got you got some bows out there. They're going to be like, no, I'll take that two sausage biscuit for $3. Yep. Where's Hardest? True. Yeah.
0: That, that bow jangles right there in the corner. Yep. Um, I don't. I love it, man. <laughs> I I love that that type of biscuit where you can get that stuff piled on it. Mm-hmm. There ain't There's hardly anything better.
1: I like it. No, I think biscuits are very underrated vessel. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like how I like tacos, you know, taco shells for a lot of things. I mean, you do some fun things with that. But, man, yeah, biscuits, I think, are a very underrated vessel to Mm -hmm. delivery device. So maybe we should just focus on that We'll come up with some creative stuff.
0: What if we, like, combined a a biscuit and a kolache?
1: Ooh, that would be heaven.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Have you had a kolache, Brian? I think I have. It wasn't called that. I've had that jalapeno roll thing at uh, Quick Trip.
0: Yeah, That's it's pretty close.
1: Um Next time I'm in South Carolina, I will stop at the Colachi Factory because I just opened up a... Really? was yeah, a factory? Well, it's a chain. <laughs> it's a chain out of Houston, but it started called the Colachi Factory. cheaper than, now than the franchised. Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'll stop and get us some kolaches at the kolache factory and hmm. bring them back. I mean, it's like a pick in blanket basically, right? A better version of it, yeah. yeah. Okay. I but love it, me a pick-in-the-blanket. Wh- I guess there's different types of kolaches, but do you remember like Quincy's Big Fat yeast Roll? Oh, yeah. That was very similar texture to a couple of mm-hmm. kolaches I had. Oh. Just basically a big fat yeast like roll. A
2: smoked sausage in
1: there or something? Mm-hmm. The, oh, smoked, uh, smoked sausage with jalapeno cheddar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. But also they have savory and sweet ones. So. Mm-hmm. Twist my arm. Actually, I think a road trip to Houston would just be perfect for that.
0: There we go. If you're in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy to smoke option, and the Maduro. For a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. Uh, can I tell you guys about uh, my Christmas? Uh, story and no, okay. move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get on there. Uh, this is hot. Um, right. Yeah. When you, uh, it's
2: your first year with kids in the house, right? This is. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, buddy, I did not expect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that should be the preface for like I have kids now. I did not expect. That's that's oh, that's yeah. the tagline.
1: No, but hold on. It's not like <laughs> <For> anything. <laughs> it's not like. But it's not like. All right, we we had no kids last Christmas. and Now we have one. Right. That was like. We had no kids. Became an instant family. Now we have Christmas this year. I yeah, mean, you know it's, what i saying? It's so, not like even yeah. just
0: a newborn. It's eight-year-old and
1: a newborn. Oh, yeah. yeah, the newborn doesn't really count right now. Well, no, you it still
2: so. does, though. You A think little so? bit.
1: I mean. Because, uh, no, you know it does for the mom. The production. Because mom mama, has got to get baby dressed. Mama's got to get baby ready for picture. A little bit of that. It there's was less a commotion. little
0: bit, yeah. But it was more about, this is the first time we had to travel. Oh.
1: Uh, there it
0: is, because it the original game plan in my mind was leave Friday night, usually around eight o'clock when she she starts to feed and or maybe even ten o'clock when both the kids are out, Ugh. right, and just drive straight through mm. That was my game plan. uh we ended up leaving Saturday at one p m the worst time to leave um so we we start uh, heading out of town. For three hours, she was quiet. I was like, this is fantastic. You know, we're just going to blow through. It's a six-hour trip from here to Cordial, Georgia, where we're going. Three hours in, not a peep. Uh, Hot Pocket doesn't have his tablet because he got in a little bit of trouble. But he's, he's playing it cool. He's just kind of chilling, sitting in the back. No big deal. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Meh. uh-oh. Uh-huh. Oh, what just happened? Uh, uh, oh no, no! Please, God, no! Then it just went into full. Like, oh, oh, yeah! We're trying to find anywhere we can to pull over. Get like me the, I don't care here. if it's the, the <laughs> middle of the road. I'm just pulling over. Yep. Um. Uh, <laughs> so, so we finally found a place. Pull over. We're good. All right. So we we feed her. Things are okay. We get back on the interstate. Here we go. She's asleep. Things are great. Like 20 minutes in. Oh, no. Oh, please, God, no. Oh, God, no. And then we pull over again. This time, I'm using my brain, and now I'm trying to plan where I can actually hit someplace where I want to eat. This is a negative, but it's beautiful in the fact that I'm just going to eat wherever I stop now. Like, if I, in this case, I stopped at a Dairy Queen. I was like, hey, there's mm. the Dairy Queen. I'm stopping here. I'm
2: going to eat a I'm, blizzard for lunch.
0: I'm getting a peanut buster parfait, <laughs> and I'm just having to get old time. Diaper change. So we did the diaper change, fed her just a little bit more to try to put her back to sleep, got her back in. We're strolling. An hour and a half in. Mm. Oh, God, here we go again. This time, I'm looking all over the place trying, where can I stop? I see the beautiful Krispy Kreme sign lit up.
2: Oh, hallelujah! Man.
0: We have to pull in there. I get donuts. Like this is horrible for a diet, but it is fantastic for me to eat whatever I want, whenever I want.
2: That's great. You 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 hit like some great choices there.
0: Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm gonna make this thing a benefit to me. So I thought that was a great time.
2: Yeah. So um, we used. To, I've had that. I think maybe it was my daughter was about. The, she would have been three or four months old. Five months was the first time we took the Pennsylvania mm-hmm, trip. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at Christmas, but like we pull in. Somewhere, she's asleep. We don't want to wake her up. Mm-hmm. A sleeping baby, right? So we go in, take turns, wow. you know, do the yep. rotation, yep. hit the road, 20 yep. minutes up the road. Mm-hmm. She wakes up for hunger. who knows why, right. hungry. And this is up in the mountains in West Virginia. Oh, buddy. There's no Biscuit so World. There's no, well, we, pa- we passed all the Biscuit World. Okay. So we're past Biscuit World country. We're almost on 79. So I, the first place I pull over, I get in there. You know, get the baby out, mm. nurse and all that stuff. I look over behind me. We're in the parking lot of the adult bookstore. And, <laughs> you know, middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Like There ain't another building for like eight miles.
1: Is this is this the one? Is that 35?
2: <laughs> it's not the really issue. It's on 19 going up uh oh. north right before uh, you get 79. Oh, you've been there, To huh? get to you Pennsylvania. Right? No, well, I... There's like, a, there's like a scenic overlook. You get out of Fayetteville, West Virginia, then you hit Summersville, which is a speed trap city. And then it's like you know, 10 miles
1: north of there, there's an adult bookstore. Evidently, wow. West Virginia has a lot of these because in between uh, Charleston and uh, Columbus, uh, in West Virginia, before you cross the, the Ohio line, there's, it's called high, it's 35. It's just a two-lane mm-hmm. lane highway. But I pulled. I, I remember pulled into his vacant parking lot to sleep, and I went, when I woke up at 6 a.m., the neon signs were what woke me up, and wow. it was adult bookstore also. Yeah, you have more of those, mm. than you have McDonald's in West Virginia. Really? Dude, there there no, wasn't nothing. anything. It, like you said, it, it was no, nothing. This, this building and nothing else for probably 20 miles. Yeah.
0: I mean, they got to have something to do up there in West Virginia. <clears throat> hey, budge. Yep. They're reading a lot of books. Uh, yeah, I guess they're, so.
2: They're very literate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So, yeah, we finally getting home. But I I also did not realize the excitement of an eight-year-old boy at Christmas time. That blew me out of the water. Like, when do I get presents? When do I get presents? When do I get presents? Mm-hmm. That blew me away. It's, like, hey, the,
2: it's the fun part.
0: Um, you, you asked me one more time, Santa ain't showing up, and everything he <laughs> brings you, if he comes, is going back. Uh, boy, that was a handle. Yeah. Um, so, and then we got to come back, Uh, our friends from... um. Uh Bulljet.com hooked us up with some Belk Bowl tickets. That was my Christmas present. Oh nice. Uh so we got to go to the Belk Bowl. Uh Kentucky uh was playing Virginia Tech. Um we told the babysitter, because we actually put gave a small batch of babysitter.
2: I was wondering about that. Yeah.
0: Um the first time letting her letting her uh, out by herself. Uh, <laughs> uh, letting us out by ourselves, I should say. Uh we told her we'd be back at four. I'm looking at the clock. It's three ten, mind you. We gotta fight traffic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like there's eight minutes left of the game. Mm. Oh, so, honey, I know. Text, I know text, we gotta text,
2: text, pay overtime.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, for being first time, you kind of want to get back and, you know, see, make sure she's okay and all that kind of stuff. So we start to leave. We're down one touchdown, with oh. eight minutes left on the on the clock. Um, Kentucky throws an interception. So I say, okay, I'll I'll give you this. We're going to go ahead and go back. Score is 24-30, Virginia Tech. We'll just head back to the car. Um, Smart move on my end. I pulled up my Hulu account, started Mm -hmm. watching the game on the way back, um, and then all of a sudden I hear the crowd go crazy. Oh. (laughs) Oh, God. What just happened? Ten seconds later on the delay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 13-yard touchdown for Kentucky. Tied the game. Oh, man. Uh, then they kicked the field goal, made the field goal. Like, oh, uh, I'm already, like, at the car at that point. Then there was a scoop and score for another six yards, uh, six points. So we wow. won 37-30, and I was not in attendance for the Belk Bowl win. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ball Batch. That's yes. right.
1: Welcome to parenthood. Right? Yeah. You miss everything.
0: You miss everything. <laughs> like, I'm realizing, like, your life is gone. Like, anything that you wanted—
1: Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah, it's just different
2: now. You can't have nothing, but it's worth it. I mean, yeah, maybe. That's a hard situation, I guess. Like, I was able to watch, you know, I'm a 49er fan. I was able to watch the Seahawks game that Sunday. Basically, my wife knew. I was like, listen, Mm. I know we're in Pennsylvania. I'm taking over someone's TV. Mm. I don't care whose it is. Right. I'm watching this. Yeah. Period. (laughs) It's (laughs) happening, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But overall, it was a great experience. We had a good time. I think the kids had a good time as well, and so, boy, it's just different.
1: <laughs> Everybody is different.
0: By the way, I have yet to actually—I uh, was able to get get the present for my wife. I have yet to give her my present yet because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, haven't haven't made yet. So, got uh, well. And that's how it's different, right? Uh-huh. She doesn't even get her present yet. Hmm. Yeah, well.
1: Well, you are a present, so yeah. you got that.
0: I was not like the guy trying to avoid Hello. Too. I was like, here's your present. She refused delivery on that one.
1: <laughs> she
2: went go sit in the car. To <laughs> she, she went
0: to go sit in the car. Oh, Anyway, Hookline and Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit based in Charlotte, North Carolina, founded in 2017 to show God's love and appreciation for our disabled and PTS military veterans. They provide professionally guided fishing trips to nominated veterans at no cost to the veteran. Hookline and Heroes has provided over 30-plus trips around the Carolinas since their founding, from red fishing down in Charleston to striper fishing on Lake Norman, and even offshore fishing down in Florida. Each trip is a one-on-one experience with a member of the organization aiming to provide a day of fun and relaxation on the water and begin a lifelong relationship with them. Each veteran leaves the day with a fully stocked tackle box, rod and reel, apparel, a Bible, in a daily devotion to kick, to kickstart their new hobby and build their relationship with God. Please take the time to visit their website at hooklineandheroes.org to hear and learn more about them. You can help in many ways by nominating a veteran you know through their website, join their monthly giving program, Healing Heroes, or send a one-time personal or corporate donation. You'll also be happy to hear that they are completely volunteer-run and nearly 100% of your donations goes directly towards providing trips for the veterans. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see their veteran stories and to show your support. Uh, Did you want to talk about uh, Rand Paul?
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, we're just talking a little topics here. So so anyway, every year Rand Paul runs this uh, thing called the the based off a Seinfeld parody of a holiday called uh, Festivus, the airing of Griev- for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, airing the airing of grievances, and I just deleted my link here. So, oh no,
2: I love Festivus. Like that's one of my favorite Seinfeld things.
0: Just you like Festivus? Just the idea
2: of it, because oh, it's like okay. the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think the big you so see you've got the airing grievances, You have feats of strength, <laughs> and I think like in that in the episode like George's dad like they try to wrestle on the living room right. floor or whatever. Right? There's like a pole like with some garland on it. Right. I forget what the but it's just hilarious. <laughs> no, it was just a pole, wasn't just it? Just a pole. I think you decorated. Did you decorate it? Or just like a, I don't like a know, I've pole. never even seen that. Episode. You haven't seen that? I, I'm oh, not,
1: I, but I've never seen a I've never seen a whole episode of Seinfeld. So. God, that was one of the best oh, shows man, I ever. Love Seinfeld. Yes. <clears laughs> So, uh, Rand Paul, every year on December 20th, he usually uh, comes out with this, this report and just basically showing taxpayer wasted money. So, And re- I like this report mm-hmm. just because it shows sure. you the, the stuff we spend money on that we don't need to spend money on. And then, of course, when people think it's okay to go ahead and, yeah, you know, government to collect more taxes, I like to remind them of this government is always horrible at spending money. So. Right.
0: Okay. Tell us what, what right, we're doing. Here's won. a
1: few of the highlights uh, We passed this uh, omnibus spending bill. A couple, couple months ago, and then also this was rammed into it also. Um,
0: that was also known as Obamacare. <laughs>
1: that's bad. Anyway, State Department um, has, is probably one of the highest departments of spending. Um, according to uh, Paul's report, this agency spent $16 million in, ta- in taxpayer dollars sending international students from Indonesia, South Africa, India, Brazil, and everywhere else to go to college for free here.
0: No. That was nice of him. Yeah, uh, you want a free college just education.
1: Just keep in mind that a lot of our kids are being mm-hmm. saddled with college debt, yeah. which is a choice. You know, obviously go, go to school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm go still to, taking classes. Yeah. And the, go, I mean, yeah. I mean. I'm going to keep
2: taking them so I don't have to pay the bill. <laughs> there you go.
1: So, uh, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Uh state department, <laughs> department spent $2 million uh, bust, uh, boosting the trust among citizenry, citizenry in Tunisia. Oh, Job, mm, yeah. Um, it spent uh, uh, three hundred thousand uh, dollars funding model United Nation competitions. Mm. So, like, is it
0: like a competition to build the model of the <laughs> no, UN?
1: No, basically, uh, it's basically what a a the UN has these things called the UN twenty twenty cities or twenty thirty cities, which are mm. cities uh, how they want people to live. You know, environment okay. from culture to cohabitation, things like that. So, these competitions are now. It's basically a model, but it's a lot of it's on paper or, you know, PowerPoint or whatever. But um, th- these competitions are being held in Afghanistan. So just it's, yeah. Much, that, do, 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 do they have IKEA there? Just, <laughs> they, they definitely don't have any biscuit worlds there. I'm no, no, that no, no doubt. No. Um, let's see. Uh, they spent uh, US, U.S. Agency for International Development uh, spent $20 million teaching people who live in the Southeast Asian nation of Laos, Laos. Laos to speak Leo Leo, or Laotian.
0: <laughs> you mean to tell me they spent that money on teaching people $20, 20 million? $20 million, million dollars yeah. to tell them how to take, speak their own language.
1: Yes. Nailed it. Uh, we spent that. We, like, yeah, our taxpayer dollars.
0: $20 million?
1: Yeah, $20 million. Uh, We spent $100,000 subsidizing the film industry in Pakistan. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, we spent world. one point two million dollars studying online dating. Uh, Sixteen million dollars improving education in Egypt. Way to go! Thirty-three million buying textbooks for students in Afghanistan. Um, let's see here. Uh, here's some of my favorite 33 ones.
0: Thirty-three million.
1: Uh, here's here's Could the we problem. Just
0: not give them like Apple like <laughs> Air things that has the book on them.
1: I guess, but. Um, you know, here's the problem is that, that right, there, right there in those few education things were probably you know, at least $100 million.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't we spend that on our own kids? See, I know when right. we had your wife on, yeah. my my biggest problem with teacher raises and stuff is how we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Well, here, we go. here you, you go. Here's yeah, a way to pay for kids. it. Teach our kids. Yeah, not the... Yeah, I mean, we're going to really spend $20 million to teach people in Laotian uh, La- 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of crazy, so... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why we uh, do that. It's just, I understand that we have to, we have a duty as a major power to spread, you know, disability and we have a, a duty to try to help some of these comp- companies or countries that are kind of improving themselves, mm. but. We don't, why do we have to do it at risk of our taxpayer dollars and our own people? I just don't, I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, what's the motivation? That's my. my what I'm wondering. Is it about, you
2: know, if we improve these third-world countries into a more of a you know, developing nations, let's call them mm-hmm. that, are they going to be economic partners at some point? Is that the is that the motivation here?
1: Well, they, they never will be they, because, I mean, let me – I'm trying to see if I can find some of the more stupid ones. I'm just ones. curious. I am
0: by the way, while you're trying to find that, yeah. um, I, I was going through our Facebook feed, our Twitter feed, when he, when he was tweeting this. And I was like, hey, are you doing – are you sending these retweets? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I thought the entire time I had it in my pocket and I was accidentally retweeting everything <laughs> he did. I didn't know. I was like, what is going on?
1: No, but I, I encourage anyone <laughs> to go back from – actually, the 23rd. Uh-oh. Anybody go back to the 23rd. Of December and actually read the whole thread of uh, Senator Rand Paul, um, because it's not like that. He's actually picking on Pelosi Schiff, Trump, uh, you Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Shifty shift. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we spent $466,000, uh, studying the mating calls of frogs in Panama. All right. Um, yeah, we spent that $34 million for textbooks in the Afghan, Afghanistan, for us, USAID. Um,
0: I think we need to move to, like, Egypt or Afghanistan oh, I and mean, fund our podcast. Here's
1: here's one you can get behind. Okay. Mm-hmm. We spent $22 million uh, bringing Serbian cheese up to international standards. What? Uh, was it good? I, I, we didn't see any. I mean, part of that we should I mean, is it, or is it like a national
2: treasure of Serbia or something that we need uh, to like, get some of that? I, good good question. That's, is that near Croatia? I think it's near Croatia, right? Sam's. It's like... Costco that's close to like,
1: it's, geographically, right? It's all right? it's all over there. I mean, okay. I, it's, pro- to, it's probably some... within two thousand miles of each okay. other. <laughs> it's like driving to New York from here, right? <laughs> that's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, we spent seven hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars research uh, involving hooking zebra fish on nicotine. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. some expensive why, bait, why right there. Yeah. Why zebra
0: fish? What do uh, they
1: do? I, yeah, who who knows? We spent ten million dollars. Uh, Supporting uh, supporting green growth in Peru.
0: Next year, we'll be trying to figure out how to put a nicotine patch on a zebrafish.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, some of the highlights from this this year's uh, Festivus report. So, mm-hmm. huh? And we won- we wonder why my my distrust for government and their accounting practices. This is simple. I mean,
0: I mean, this is the same. Like it's you know four hundred dollars for a hammer. You know they pin oh yeah, yeah the the toilet seat like or
2: whatever yeah. you know yeah. what what's they give it like a mate a total on all that oh yeah I, it um, was
1: I, to the tune I think over fifty billion dollars just just from what they 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 seen actually the full report is on Scribd.com, dot com which is also all the Scribd.com dot com is c a c r s c r i b d dot com which has all the congressional sent uh, papers things like that. anything anyone requests gets documented archived there on that website so you can go mm-hmm. actually check it out but his his report is actually on there and it shows everything and there's a lot of stuff in there you're like man what the but if you were to take mm-hmm. probably the last five years and look at his 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 reports on there it's amazing the amount of money we just literally just piss up a rope to other countries mm-hmm. and, and even here too i mean this doesn't include uh the amount of money that we've spent with spent with organizations here that probably study the same things like mating calls of some cricket in kentucky lower region or something i mean we you know, yeah. we spend that. I'll and, try to get a link to that in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out. Yeah. Just look up uh, his – if you go back to his original tweet, actually, it has a script report link in there. Okay. You, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get that on there so you guys can just find it easily.
0: Next year, we're going to spend $21 million on how to pee up a rope.
1: Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know that.
0: How does that happen? I don't know.
1: Well, if we ask Elon Musk, we can probably do it a little cheaper. <laughs> so. It's part of the space program, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Space Force. All right, so uh, I think that kind of wraps up our show. Next, next week, we will have um, Operation Decisive Victory. They're a nonprofit that helps uh, veterans uh, out of Mount Pleasant, North Carolina, so we'll be excited to have them in studio. Um, and uh, we'll just uh, wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Appreciate you guys tuning in, as always. Welcome to the new decade. I appreciate you guys joining us along on this new venture of 2020. Um, yes, please go to our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy you can also find us on our website at Um please go to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast just go there and hit so- Southern, Scri- uh, Southern Fry Philosophy in the search bar hit subscribe rate review something just do that for us also tell your friends family we're offering a referral bonus of $50 for a new listener there you go um, you can Come actually our, our mailbox is P.O. Box uh, something something uh, it's Serbia Cheese manufacturers, whatever their addresses. That way you can collect some of our tax money back. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys spreading the word. Also, don't forget if you haven't done it this year, please subscribe or please decide to be an organ donor if you're not if you haven't yet. It's a pretty easy process. You can go to online to do it now. Uh you can let your spouse or loved one know that you'd like to be. You can mm-hmm. also go down to D M V and get your get official on your uh driver's license or ID. Um, doesn't matter if you drive a liquor sickle or a car or a vehicle. Just please do it. It'd be nice. People can benefit if you're not no longer around. And uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Also, again, just remi- remind yourself: what are you spending money on this year? Are you going to throw out a ton of money on stupid things like coffee
1: research On research sexual and mating habits of bats?
0: Yeah, I mean nobody wants that. But what you can do is you can uh, be a uh, SFP insider. <sighs> and our Patreon link on our website, southernfriedphilosophy.com. Just click on the little link that says Patreon, and you can give your hard-earned money to us because we would really like it.
1: We, we <laughs> will not bring any cheese up to standards, I no, promise. We won't. No, we will But we may have some exclusive content coming down. We I
0: like. will. This, this year, I pledge that we will have more exclusive content than we did last year.
2: Yes, yeah, so at least two episodes, guys. At least <laughs> two.
0: At least two. So, you guys will want that. No, we, we are going to do more exclusive content. There you go. Um, we are going to uh, you know, use that money to help better the show, so we would appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and as always, keep looking up. You're listening to the SFP Radio Network.